The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. And his character. The word of God is God's revelation of his nature, power, and his character. To understand God, to see God, all you need is his word. To understand God, to see God, all you need is his word. Because the word of God is God himself. In St. John's Gospel, chapter number 1 and verse 1, can we turn in there? He says what? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with what? God. And the word was what? Was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. So that means if you want to contact God, you will only contact God through his word. So every encounter in God will start primarily as an encounter in the word. Any uh, experience in God has to be rooted in an experience in the word. You cannot know God outside of the word. And you cannot know the word outside of God. Any revelation of God that is outside of the word, it's a fallacy, a rumor, and it's calm. Because the word of God is God himself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The other thing I want us to see is that the word of God is the power of God. The word of God is the power power of God. The word of God is the power of God. The word of God, say this with me, the word of God. Louder. The word of God is the power of God. Yeah, the word of God is the power of God. If you want to encounter the power of God, if you want to be used mightily of God, if you want to flow mightily in the power of God, your starting point is the word of God. Because the word of God is the power of God. Look at Romans chapter 1 and verse 15, 8 to 16. Romans chapter number 1. Praise God. Are you there? Iwe Rome. How many people went to churches where they said that? Ori something, something, Kilidodu. Esser something, something, something. Hallelujah. I don't know why Yoruba never stuck for me. I tried. I tried. My mom was averse. I, I, I think she shouldn't have done that. She was like, no, I wanted to pass English. Many of the people that speak Yoruba, they fail English. So she said she wanted me to. <laughs> Praise God. But well, I'm perfect by Yoruba. One day I'm going to preach in Yoruba and you'll be there. They will do the interpretation in English. That day is going to be a funny day, I'm sure. <laughs> now look at Romans chapter 1 verse 15. He says, He says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you also that are in Rome. Everybody read verse 16. He says what? For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the what? The power of God unto what? Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God. The gospel is the word. The word of God. He says, It's the power of God unto salvation. So, the power of God is wrapped up in his word. You cannot know the power of God outside of his word. Every believer 
must have a rich diet of the word of God. You cannot go far without a footing in the word. You cannot go far without a systematic approach to the word. Feeding in the word, exercising in the word. The word must be listened to. The word must be read. Hallelujah. Then the word must be spoken. So there are three things you do with the word. Number one, you listen to it. Number two, you read it. Number three, you what? You speak it. If you listen to it, you read it, and you speak it, you are going to find yourself doing the number four thing, which is doing it. You cannot do the word you have not listened to. You cannot do the word you have not read. Hallelujah. And you cannot do the word you have not spoken. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says what? But this book of the Lord shall not depart out of what? Thy mouth, but in it shall thou what? Meditate what? Day and night. The act of meditation is speaking the word to yourself. Oh, pastor, I've been born again for a very long time. But I still have this thing I keep doing. I keep... The, 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 the. Have you meditated on the word? Meditation is the process, glory to God, of converting the written word to be the living word in you. When you meditate on the written word, there is a conversion that happens such that the word that is written becomes alive in you. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? So when you meditate on um, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you will now be converted into the living, vital aspect of that in that in your conduct you will be exhibiting righteous traits. Meditation. That's what meditation does. Meditation programs you to do the written word. So there is the place of meditating because in meditation, you are rewriting the programs in your mind. Romans chapter 12, all right, and verse 2. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That renewing of the mind is a reprogramming of the mind. The reprogramming of the mind will only happen via meditating on the word. You cannot change if the word does not change you. If there is no meditating, there is no transformation. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. What you give yourself to daily will have the ascendancy over you. What you give yourself to daily will have the greater expression in you. So if you give yourself to meditating on the word of God, you are going to find that you will begin to exhibit traits that are consistent with the word. Glory to God. So the word of God is the power of God. You want to see the power of God? Release the word. You want to see the move of God? Release the word. There is no sustained move of God that is not founded on the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the word of God is the word of faith. Say this with me, the word of God. Louder, the word of God is the word of faith. You cannot have faith outside of the word. Faith is not mental work. 
faith is not willpower. It is not willing it to happen. No, that's not what faith is. Hallelujah. You find a lot of people, you know, there is new age teaching. New age teaching says, I believe good. You're, you're talking about willpower. Willpower. Like all this Anthony Robbins stuff. All right. Willpower. No, that's not faith. Faith comes by the word. Romans chapter 10 and verse 7 into 8. Turn in there. Faith comes by the word. It comes by the word. It says, uh, verse 7, it says, okay, let's start from verse 6. It says, But the righteousness which is of faith, say it thus, Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down. Or who shall descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. 8. But what said it? The word is nigh thee. In thy mouth and where? In thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So that means the faith in the heart of the sinner that makes him say came from the word of faith we preached. Hallelujah. So the word of God supplies faith. The word of God supplies faith. Stop looking for faith. Get in the word. In the world, faith comes. Listen, when faith comes, oh my God! When faith comes for expansion, nobody can keep you small. Are you paying attention? When faith comes for the expansion of that business, no one can keep you small. When it comes for the healing, nothing can stop the manifestation. When faith for the increase comes, nothing can stop it. It is not mental work. It is an operation of the spirits. Hallelujah. All right. Faith is the operation of the Holy Ghost in the heart of man via the word of God. The spirit of God does nothing without the word. If there is anything the spirit of God will do, he will direct you to the word. He will direct you to the word. The word of God is the word of faith. So, when a man, all right, hears the word of God, all right, for salvation, that is the word of faith for salvation. Hallelujah. When a man hears the word of God for healing, that is the word of faith for healing. The Bible says Peter and Paul was preaching in a certain place, and there was a man, Inas, that was listening. And the Bible says Paul looked at him and said, and the Bible says, and Paul perceiving he had faith to be healed, which means that the faith to be healed was supplied by the preaching of who? Of Paul. So, if you want to get people healed, you must first of all preach what? The word of faith concerning what? Healing. The Bible talks about Jesus, that Jesus, all right, would um, hold meetings. And the Bible said, and the people came to hear and to be what? To be healed. So, that means there was first a hearing before there was a what? A healing. Glory to God. Never be in a hurry to see manifestation. Settle down in the word. Manifestation will come. The word of God is not a religious material. It is not my book of Bible stories. It's not where you just want to be reading stories and be entertained. It is not um, literature. Praise God. It is not Omar's Iliad. Uh-uh. It is living and it is what? Active. It is the power of God fossilized in paper. It is the wisdom of God fossilized in paper. It is the strategy of God fossilized in paper. When that word 
gets from the pages into your heart, it becomes a storm. It becomes a vital force. The word of God in a believing heart and with a mouth filled with faith is unstoppable. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So the word of God is the word of faith. The other thing I want to say is that the word of God is a mirror. Second Corinthians 3. Is a mirror. Whenever you get to a point where you are forgotten who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Oh yes, we all, we, we, we sometimes sin. We sometimes fall into certain things that we shouldn't have fallen in. And when we fall into those things, the devil begins to use guilt and condemnation to try to change our identity. To try to make us call ourselves what we are not. The devil calls you by your sin. But God calls you by the blood. He calls you by his name. Calls you by the name he has given you. Whenever you're forgetting who you are, because of guilt and condemnation, you turn to the mirror. The mirror is the word. Hallelujah. Everybody say the mirror is the word. There's some ladies. They, guys, guys, let me tell you what you do in the mirror. Okay, wait, guys. How many of you guys looked in the mirror before coming to church today, guys? Oh, yeah, gifts. You are not normal. You are yes, right. Even your wife agrees they are different. Do you understand? I mean, of course, gifts is going to look in the mirror. Praise God. <laughs> but, but then, you know how you do you, you check in the mirror, right? You do yourself. You don't do your makeup. You don't do the look in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, how do I look? Right? Why? Because the mirror is a reflection of who? Of you. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? So it's a reflection of you. So, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I look good. Mm, yeah, God. Wow. I mean, God, God overcreated this one. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Mm. Glory to God. You understand? You're looking at yourself. So if someone told you, you are ugly. Nah, the mirror didn't say that. I checked. Checked. I mean, I'm good. You understand? Which means that the primary source of your identity and full consciousness of your identity will come from the mirror of where? The world. So when you find yourself forgetting who you are, you have not looked in the mirror in a while. Pastor, I go to church, all right, and I, I feel worse after leaving church. Sister, they are not using the mirror of the world there, amen. They are doing something else there. You, you, when you leave church, you should leave church. Oh my god, I didn't know I was that good, man. Praise God in Christ. I mean, I didn't know I was perfect in Christ. I know many people actually think that church is a place for people to feel bad, you know. They leave church like this. Oh, we are sinners, we are useless. Oh, God, just have mercy on us that we don't die and get destroyed. Uh-uh. No. Glory to God. It is called good news. Everybody say good news. Everybody say good news. How can good news be making you sad? It's not good news now. You're not hearing good news. The good news is that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The good news is that you are beautiful in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I said praise God. I said praise God. It doesn't matter if your nose is like this or your eyes is like this. It doesn't matter. In Christ Jesus, you are beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see, your, your true beauty has not come out. Your true reflection has not come out. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 11 says, If that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, all right, lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Vitalize. So there is a time where there will be a vitalization, hallelujah, of our body. And you will see us as we really are. Glory to God. With our glorified bodies. So if you think this was beautiful enough, 
Think again. Listen, God has invested too much in you for you to be looking down on yourself. He has invested too. Do you know what he did? He planned the investment for thousands of years. Then Jesus now came. He died. He shed his blood. He rose from the dead. That's not all. He now put the Holy Ghost inside you. Hallelujah. As a seal. And said, hey, anybody that sees this seal, that is my property. Don't touch. Then you now must be saying that you are, you are, you are, you are useless. Useless as no. That's a slap on what Jesus has done. Uh-uh. You are valuable. Say this with me. I am the headquarters of the Godhead. God lives in me. I'm the temple of the living God. Louder, I am the temple of the living God. I am beautifully. Come on, say it. Say it. I am beautifully. Don't be shy. Come on. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Anyone that cannot see this blind. Amen. Praise God. Don't let anybody body shame you. That you're okay. There's someone going to tell me, I'm not, I'm not, look, let me tell you something. If I'm taller than this, there will be a problem. If I was shorter than this, there will be a problem. I am the perfect height. Amen? Glory to God. Because I'm in Christ. The Bible says there is neither male nor female. Neither what? No what? Neither what? Tall nor short. No fat or slim. We are all in Christ. Accept yourself in Christ. Glory to God. I said, Lord, I don't know why I'm vain off to that. But accept your Christ. You are beautiful. Oh, glory to God. You are beautiful. Someone said, you are being pompous. That's their business. Hallelujah. You are boasting in God. I'm beautiful. Glory to God. Amen. This fellow, no one can stop this guy. Hallelujah. I'm a success. Glory to God. I'm a victor. Hallelujah. I'm rich. Glory to God. I'm blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. I am seated. Hallelujah. Far above principalities and powers. I am seated in Christ. Glory to God. I cannot be stopped because Christ lives in me. Praise God. I just want to thank you for saying amen and hallelujah just for me saying that I know. Thank you for wishing it for me and not for yourself. <laughs> Say it to me, I'm unstoppable. The power of God resides inside me. I know who I am. Praise God. So I said the word of God is a mirror. All right? Where that says you open? Second Corinthians chapter number 3. And look at verse 15. Everybody wants to go quickly. It says what? Huh? Ah, can we wait one to go together? Yes. Yes. But nevertheless, when you what? Yes. Yes. Go on. Is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. 18. But we all, hallelujah, with unveiled face, beholding us in what? In a mirror. The glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from what? So that means when I'm looking in the world, hallelujah. I'm beholding, contemplating Christ in the Word. I'm looking at it. The Bible says that when I'm contemplating Christ in the Word, I am looking at a mirror. Now, guys, when you look at a mirror, what do you see? Do you see me? I said, do you see me? Who do you see? You see who? So that means if he's saying that Christ is in the mirror, 
And I am looking at the mirror. Glory to God. And it says, I'm looking at the mirror of the word. And he's saying, Christ is the glory of God that I am seeing. Hallelujah. It means when I stand in front of that mirror, I am seeing myself. Are you following what I'm saying? That is why he says that I am being changed. Glory to God. So in my spirit, oh, the constitution of my spirit is Christ. All right? First Corinthians, glory to God, chapter number six, six, um, uh, um, 16 says what? He that is joined to the Lord is what? Is one spirit with him. It means that my spirit and God's spirit is one. Glory to God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of what? Incorruptible. By the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. So I am born of the word of God. So when I look in that mirror, that is me I am seeing. My mind does not yet agree. My mind does not yet understand. But the more I look, the more my mind is changed into coming to a realization of who my spirit is. So in my spirit, I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But in my mind, I'm remembering my sins. In my mind, I'm remembering my inadequacies. In my mind, I'm remembering my failures. In my mind, I'm remembering the things I did wrong. But in my spirit, I know I'm the righteousness of God. I know I have the wisdom of God. I know I have the power of God. Hallelujah. I know. Why? Because that's who I am. So I have to convince my mind. How do I convince my mind? By keeping my eyes on the word. Praise God. The more I feed on the word, the more I keep my eyes on the word, I become transformed. I become metamorphosed into what I see. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, let us now wrap this up quickly. Glory to God. Amen. So we said the word is a mirror, right? Right? All right, the word of God is a mirror. Now the word of God is the wisdom of God. You can assess wisdom and strategies from the word. And as a believer, you must learn how to do this. When you have a challenge, you want to know what to do. You need to first of all go to the word. The word. The word has the answer. Glory to God. The word has the answer. As you are meditating on the word, there will be a quickening of the spirit within you to know, oh, this is the answer to this thing. This is the answer to this thing. This is what I am supposed to do. Hallelujah. The word of God is the wisdom of God. Is the strategy of God. The strategy of God. Don't find yourself going to funny places for answers. Believers don't go to funny places for answers. Are you following what I'm saying? Believers don't for, for, um, chase prophets for answers. We are not led by prophets. We are led by the word and by the spirit. Say it out. I am led by the word. I am led by the spirit of God. I said, I am led by the word. I am led by the spirit of God. Yeah. Don't chase prophets. Don't chase, you know, prophets. I, I, I heard a story of a particular brother who was having challenges. So his friend said, let us go and meet a prophet. <laughs> you know, prophet. So they went. And there's nothing wrong with prophets, right? Don't get me wrong, all right? Okay. Because I, by the grace of God, I stand in that office, so there's nothing wrong there. I'm just warning against over-reliance prophet, on prophets for guidance. A true prophet of God will teach you to hear from God. We teach you to, be, um, to rely on your relationship with God 
not on him and his ministry gift. Are you following what I'm talking about? All right. So that means when you are under a true ministry gift, you will develop to be able to stand and walk as you walk. You understand what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. So this guy goes to a, this, you know, the prophet that they told him to go to. So while he was there, praise the Lord, while he was there, the prophet was praying. But while he was praying, the guy that was a Christian noticed that the prophet was not praying in the name of Jesus. He was just saying, Eleda, oh, Eleda, oh, Eleda, you understand, you know, oh, Lord, Mary, you know, all those, you know, but he was not mentioning Jesus. Ah, ah. So the guy was like, what's going on? Ah, ah. After the guy finished, and I said, hey, Joe, are you not a prophet? Said, yeah. So why is it that you are not praying in the name of Jesus? The prophet now said, don't ever mention that name here. So obviously, he was not a prophet of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So be careful of going to funny places. The presence of the manifestation of something supernatural does not mean that what is behind that supernatural manifestation is the Spirit of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So the fact that you go somewhere and someone say, your name is, your account number is, don't be doing, calm down, oh. calm down. Oh. Don't you know your name before? Your number is always one. Oh my God, oh, calm down. Need to know your number before. Is it a revelation? Uh, don't you know? Is it that you, you didn't know you are not, you are, your number? Then you were reminded. Is that what happened? No, no, calm down. Relax. Praise God. Nobody can bobo me. Let me tell you something. Uh, I have passed being bobo though. I mean, if I'm in a meeting, okay, your number is, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. Glory. Hallelujah. We will hear you finish. Then we examine it. You are to judge prophecies. You are to judge spiritual manifestations. You must never get carried away. Because that's how, you know, amen. I said amen. All right. So the word of God is the wisdom of God. You have to be someone that is a student of the word. You must have a word plan. All right. A word plan. A word listening plan. A word studying plan. A word reading plan. A word speaking plan. System, systematic approach to the word. Amen. Because if the word of God is the power of God, if the word of God is the wisdom of God, if the word of God is the faith of God, it therefore means that in my, if I'm going to walk in wisdom, power and faith, I must be strong in the word. Brothers and sisters, don't you joke with spiritual things. Did you hear what I said? Don't you joke with spiritual things. The fact that you're a Christian means that all of the weapons in the kingdom of God are available to you. But it is the one you use that will be beneficial to you. There are many Christians, I was saying it in, in, in Surulary, I said that the problem with Christians is not what they, what, they, what they do not have. It is what they have that they are not using. They have authority, they don't use it. They have a Holy Ghost, they don't rely on it. I remember this, um, the G of MFM, you know, while I was growing up, many people don't know, but while I was growing up, I fed heavily on MFM. So some of you didn't see that version of me. <laughs> Praise God. MFM, fed heavily on them. I mean, you know, the fervency in prayer, I got it from CAC and MFM. In CAC, ah, that's when you learn how to, you, how many of you have ever attended CAC, the head movement? Hey, 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 ah, we learned it from there. 
Praise God. Learn how to pray a lot without tongues. <laughs> you know it's, it's hard to pray a lot without speaking in tongues. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's how we did it. A lot. 1,000 prayer points, one night. Father, Lord, every... <laughs> we, we grew up like that. We thank God for that. So, Dr. Lee, okay, you know what I was talking about? How that there was a time they had a special program, which was a spiritual growth and discipleship program, where they fasted for three days dry. And when they fasted for three days dry, they were, their only prayer points was about spiritual gifts. So there was a particular woman there that was praying and fasting for God to open her eyes. She was praying, open my eyes, open my ears, open my eyes, open my ears. You know? Then during the meeting, God opened her eyes and the gift of design of spirit began to work in her life. All right? So while she was there, she turned and saw that an angel was in the meeting. You know, some of you will have meetings, Holy Ghost meetings, even church. You have seen angels and things like that. So that happened to us. So an angel, tall angel. I've seen a couple, seen angels a couple of times. All right? I, it's, I always like, I, I always love it when that happens. It was um, an angelic encounter that we, I had in October to November of 2020 that resulted in us planting churches that we are planting. All right, praise God. All right, when we had that, that's why I shared it with church. The angel came, gave me this message. This is this, this what we should do. This is what we should do. This is what we should do. And that's what we are doing. You understand? So this woman saw this angel, and she was like, ah, you turn. She saw the angel again. They continued praying. She would turn. She saw the angel, ah. So that was like, wow, eyes have been opened. So after the three days dry fasting, no, dry fasting is really something. How many of you have actually done dry fasting before? How many of you have done dry fasting before? Some of you have never done it. It's not new creation reality. <laughs> Someone said, fasting is Old Testament. Then in the New Testament, Jesus has fasted for us. <laughs> Praise God. Ole. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this lady, she said she was going to visit her, her friend after the prayer meeting. So on her way, she gets to the friend's house. They were eating. They were having lunch. And they were eating rice. So she gets them. And they were eating rice. They offer her rice. She said, no, I'm just finishing fasting. I don't want to eat. Anything, I'll go home and break and stuff like that. But as she was there talking with them, the Spirit of God opened her eyes. And what was in the plate was not rice again. All right? What she saw was that they were eating human flesh and blood. That that's what they were eating. She saw it in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And before she found out, I mean, eating, you know, it was rice that was appearing in the physical. She ran away from there. Hallelujah. You know, obviously, she didn't understand how to handle it because, you know, when you see something like that, you'll be like, first of all, if you are a genius spiritual, you know, you first run away. If it was me, I'll confront. Amen. I'll confront it. Because I like things like that. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I can come and tell you the story of how it turned out. Praise the Lord. You understand? So you see, there are many things that, and you see, those gifts, the ability to see in the spirit is in every believer. But not every believer takes advantage of it. Praise God. Praise God. So it is not what you don't have that is a problem. It's what you have that you have not learned how to use. You have authority in Christ. You have authority over demonic spirits in Christ. To trample upon them. But many believers don't yet know how to use that authority. Amen. So you have believers having dreams where somebody's oppressing them and somebody's messing up their business, messing up their marriage, messing things up. All right, no, sir. You have authority. You have the ability to put them to flight. Use it. 
with the word of God in your mouth, you, you are using that authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So, we've said that the word of God is the wisdom of God. The word of God is the power of God. All right. Now, as we bring everything to a close, okay, the word of God is how you assess God's way of thinking and reasoning. All right? The word of God is God's wisdom in paper. Glory to God. Now, I want to just jump and show you levels in the word. Dimensions in the word. Dimensions in the word. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1. Dimensions in the word. There are four metaphors used to describe the word of God in scripture. Four metaphors. All right. I'm going to be looking for Isaiah chapter 55. La adra to sovra teito, sovra bacta de his tramindos, lo profagda his harit, provade sidovre he. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Glory to God. Pale go baha, covra tis cabratus uvrenistupa, suverica proftilegenonda, zagresure ad digre isovra acta. Now, Lord says, I have called you to live a supernatural life. Oh, yes, a supernatural life. A life of dominion. Dominion over the forces of hell. For that is why I came, and that is why I died. And my resurrection, my ascension and glorification guaranteed it, says the Lord. So walk in that path that belongs to you. The supernatural path. Walk in that path that belongs to you. The path of authority. Walk in that path that belongs to you. The path of dominion, says the Lord. Do not accept anything less. Contend for it. Contend for it. Contend for it until you see the fullness of the manifestation of that which is yours. Says the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. And verse 1. So there are four dimensions. Four dimensions, all right, in the word. All right. We have the water dimension. The word of God as water. He says, Oh, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yeah, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So notice he says, Come to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yeah, come buy wine and milk. So that means at the waters, you're going to find what? Wine, and you're going to find what? Milk. Without money and without price. So, when you're looking at that, what is he saying? Look at the next verse. Next verse, verse 2 says what? Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not, acting diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in what? In fatness. Okay, next verse. It now says, incline your ear and what? Come unto me. So that means it says, come unto the waters, get milk, get wine, get water. Then later it says, come unto who? Me. It means coming unto the Lord is where you're going to find all these things he's talking about. So the Lord, all right, is represented metaphorically as the water, as the wine, and as what? The milk. In verse 11, Isaiah 55 verse 11. We now see that the coming unto the Lord is coming unto the word. Praise God. All right, look at verse 11. It says, so shall my what? 
my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me what? Void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I what? I sent it. Glory to God. Now, the manifestation of the, all right, of the word as water is for the following things. Number one, it is for cleansing. The word of God is a cleanser. Glory to God. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 verse 6, talks about the washing of regeneration. The washing of regeneration. The word of God is a cleanser. It cleanses. The second thing the word does is that the word of God refreshes. The word of God cleanses and the word of God refreshes. It, is a, it refreshes the weary soul. The soul that is tired and doesn't want to go on. When you get to the point where you are tired, like, I don't want to go on. I don't have strength to continue. Turn to the word. You are going to get refreshing when you do so. Praise God. Now, the second thing we need to know about the word is that the word of God is milk. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may what? grow thereby, which means that for babies, for believers that are just coming into Christ, there is the milk of the word that will help you grow. Glory to God. Then the, the, the third dimension of the word is what? Is meat. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 13. Alright. The Bible says that, alright, that the meat of the word is for the mature. It says strong meat is for them that are full of age. Full of age. So that means there is milk for the babies. Then there is strong meat for them that are full of age. For them that are full of age. So there is a word grade for every level. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then the fourth dimension of the word, revelation of the word, is the word of God as wine. Oh, hallelujah. All right? You see, the word of God can intoxicate you. How many of you have studied the word of God and you are intoxicated? And like, oh my God, nothing can stop me now. The word of God as wine is that dimension you operating in that after you have meditated on the word, after you have taken a hold of it, you know that you know that you know that nothing can stop you. You get to that point where you are drunk in the word. Oh, hallelujah. Remember Jesus Christ said the word is spirit. Remember that? John 6, 63. He said the words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are what? And they are life. Glory to God. Ephesians 5, 18 says, Be not drunk with what? With wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with what? With the spirit. Which means that to be filled with the spirit is to be filled with the word. To be drunk in the spirit is to be drunk in the word. That is why you cannot be drunk and not speak the word. Ephesians 5.18, it goes, be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking unto what? Yourselves. So that means there is a speaking, the word, when you are drunk in the word. Hallelujah. 
The believer must build their life on the word. You must invest your time in the word. You must give yourself to the word. You want a wonderful marriage? Invest in the word. You want a wonderful um, business? Invest in the word. You want to be an excellent minister? Invest in the word. You want to be a wonderful husband? Invest in the word. You want to be a great leader? Invest in the word. The word of God is able to make you what it talks about. You want healing? Invest in the word. You want a financial breakthrough? Invest in the word. Invest in the word. Drink the word until you are drunk. And that word begins to come out of your mouth. And when it comes out of your mouth, it is the sword of the spirit that begins to cut and bring down and levels every single opposition that stands against you. The word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God. Lift up your hands and say, the word of God is my shield. Louder, the word of God is my shield. The word of God is my buckler. The word of God is my food. I feed on the word. I draw on the word. I drink of the word. I draw on the word. I feed on the word. I drink on the word. I give myself to the word. Lift your hands towards heaven and just pray in the Holy Ghost. You have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.